Have you ever wanted to have an in-house employee manage your email, newsletter, social media, print, video, but you weren't really sure how to find somebody that actually had green industry experience to know how to do it? Well, today I'm at Shades of Green Nursery and Landscape in Frisco, Texas, and I'm gonna interview Tim Wardell, their marketing coordinator, who came here when he was a kid and, and then eventually started working here as a seasonal helper and now manages their YouTube channel and all these other things. And Tim and I are gonna share how to produce video content. I'm actually in their studio. We're gonna share with you how to build something like this for not very much money plus the video gear that Tim uses and some proven sales and marketing tips. My name's Jack Jostis and welcome to the Landscaper's Guide to Modern Sales and Marketing Podcast. This show is all about helping the green industry get found online by the right customers so you can lead a great company, make a profit, and have an awesome lifestyle. Let's get started with today's episode. We weren't getting the right leads. What started happening is that our, our leads are more qualified. Our sales have probably gone up by about 10 to 15% a year. We're going to increase our sales volume by a million dollars in a year. Tim, it's a real pleasure to be here in person with you at the Shades of Green YouTube studio here in Frisco, Texas. Um, we, uh, we are just about to launch your new logo website right. search engine optimization really grateful to have had the opportunity to work with you guys on that and you know today i wanted to interview you because you're you're the marketing coordinator here you're a full-time employee you do marketing and a lot of times people come to me and they say jack um can you manage my social media or manage my email or do my video and I always tell people, well, I actually don't recommend outsourcing that because a lot of times it loses the immediacy that you really need to have when you're either on the job site of a landscape or at a garden center. And so I think um, you're a real asset to the company here. And uh, I, Tim, how, how do you find a Tim? How do you, <laughs> so how do you find somebody that has, to just tell us a little bit about your background and your education and all the different skills that you've developed. Uh, yeah, I can honestly say it all happened by accident. Uh, <laughs> I, if you'd asked me where I was gonna be 30 years ago, I wouldn't have said here. Uh, my background is in uh, video production. My degree is in communications. And uh, I got jobs out of college as a public relations assistant, a public relations director, marketing person. Marketing was always a part of every job I did, but it was somehow dealing with the public, either public relations or internally with employees as a communications director. Uh, for 15 years before I wound up here, I worked for an entertainment company that provided Old West comedy gunfights to amusement parks. <laughs> so I was a cowboy, I was a gunfighter. And I did the marketing for that, but I was also an actor. So you're out there on the street or, or the, uh, the set of the amusement park and you're talking to people and interacting with them. It's basically a street performance. You know, you're sitting there as a cowboy and all of a sudden the character comes in and trouble starts and the marshal comes in and hilarity ensues. Uh, and so that gets you thinking on your feet and being spontaneous. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing the performances for them, interacting with the public all the time, just like I would interact with the public here on the sales floor, mm -hmm. but then I'm also marketing that, which is a very unique thing to market. Uh, if you, you know, nursery and landscaping is easy compared to trying to sell gunfight shows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I've lived in Frisco for quite a while. I shopped here for 
probably 12 years before I got hired here. So mm -hmm. I knew the place. A lot of their plants were growing in my backyard successfully. And long story short, I was trying to look for a, in, a, in a transition phase of my life and wanted a, a change of pace. And I came and applied here and I was hired to do uh, sales. I started gardening as a child with my, my father and my grandfather. I grew up in the vegetable mm -hmm. garden. I grew up around plants. Uh, both of them had wonderful green thumbs and could grow anything and they passed that on to me. And so I grew up gardening. I shopped here for a long time. I finally uh, wound up getting hired here seasonally, but my background was in marketing. And so I just started noticing, hey, this website could use some work because I'd built the website for my previous employer. And I said, your newsletter could use some work because I'd done the newsletters for my previous employer. So I had all these skills that I just kind of built up organically. And then I found myself in a position where I made some suggestions and they said, great, fix it. <laughs> you do right. it. Solve this problem for us. And one thing led to another. And I've been here four years now. And uh, when I started, I was probably 90% sales and 10% marketing. And now it's completely flipped and 90% of the time I'm doing marketing stuff. And you and I actually met a few years ago when I was the keynote speaker at Landscape at the Expo with the Texas Industry Landscape right. Association. You won the review contest. Uh, right. We had a, a review countdown and you guys had the most the reviews. The most reviews, yes. And so I gave you a copy of my book. Correct. And that kind of led us to then working together a couple of years later. Tell us, tell us a little bit about, you know, what, what should garden centers or landscape companies hire in? What should be an in-house marketing person versus what should you hire out? And what, how did you guys kind of navigate some of those decisions? Yeah, it, it, it was a, uh, from, from first meeting you and getting your book, which I read thoroughly and it's dog-eared and marked up and highlighted, and I devoured that and, and tried to implement as much of it as I could. So from then to actually hiring Ramblin' Jackson to help us really implement a cohesive SEO strategy where every sentence of every page of our website served a purpose, and that purpose was getting found online. Uh, that was about a two-year process. And uh, in the meantime, I was doing everything myself as much as I could, mm -hmm. all the Facebook posts, all the Instagram, all the social media, the newsletter that goes out electronically, the, the website. I would say that there's lots of companies out there that will come to you and say, hey, if you'll pay us so much money a month, we'll, we'll do Google for you. We'll get you on Google. You'll right. show up on Google. And we were with a company like that before you. And basically all you're doing is you're giving them money and they're going out and buying AdWords for you. And you've all, we've all done searches on Google for everything from a burger joint to an ice cream parlor to whatever. And you get the search results and the first three or four will say, add, add, add. And then below that, there's a little map. And then you see the ones that don't have ad next to them. They just said, you know, how many reviews they have. And how many of us have ever clicked on one of the ads? Because we know that's being paid for. And most of us instinctively, intuitively scroll down and they go, well, this one doesn't say ad, but it's got a 4.8 star review. I want to click on that because mm -hmm. if I'm going to go for a pizza, I want the best pizza. If I'm going to go buy flowers and shrubs, I want to go to the best nursery in my area. And that is more valuable. That's an organic search and that's based on customer loyalty, customer reviews, other people talking about us, not us talking about us because every company will tell you, oh, we're awesome. You should do business with us. But when all your customers have given you a 4.7 or 4.8 or 
in a perfect world a 5.0 rating uh, on Google. You can't buy that kind of mm -hmm. marketing, um, and all the monies on AdWords in the world won't really give you that kind right. of, of of gravitas with the mm -hmm. with the potential buyer. It won't it won't have that much impact. It doesn't doesn't sway them as much. Well, anybody can spend money and buy an ad, but if everyone that comes to your store has good things to say about you, well, I want to go experience that myself, because ultimately, as as consumers. We want a good value, we want a good product, we also want to have a good experience. And I would much rather go to a 4.7 star place right. than a two and a half star place. Absolutely. Or take a chance on something that just says add next to it and sure. no ratings at all. So we wanted to get to a position where um, people were finding us online for the right reasons. But back to your question is what do you in outsource and what do you do in house? To the degree possible, do as much as you can in-house because a lot of those are the companies that are more than happy to take your money and do AdWords for you or write blogs for you. Do not know your business. They don't know your plants. They don't know your products. They don't know your area. Uh, we had people, this other company that was writing blogs for us, and they were talking about plants hmm. that did not grow in North Texas. Right. <laughs> or they would have, uh, they would this blog would go on for 500 words and have no valuable or useful content because you could tell it was being written by an algorithm and not about someone who knew about plants. And, and there's really no substitute, especially if you're a small independent garden center like we are. We're a family owned operation. We have one brick and mortar store, about 34 full-time employees. Mm -hmm. We average about, I'd say maybe 2.5, uh, well, 3.5 3 on our way to 4 million. Uh, so right on. Uh, we're, do, we're, we're, we're blessed, uh, but we know our market, we know our, our area, we know our plants, and you, you can't outsource that kind of knowledge. I mean, if you've got the information, you need to find the people who can help you get it out a little more effectively, but don't rely on other people for your content. You've really got to take ownership of your content. Right. Because there's very few people that you're going to bring in that are going to understand the plants you sell the climate and all the right. intricacies. That was one of the reasons we started working with you because you focus, Ramblin' Jackson focuses on nursery, garden centers, landscape. And I'm, I don't wanna, I wanna put my faith in someone who does pizza parters and, and plumbers all the time. <laughs> I, I need someone who understands the intricacies of my business. Mm, right. And the consumer's the same way. It's like, I've got a plant mm. problem. I need someone who understands the problem and can help me solve it. Well, and Tim, you have a lot of, you know, great marketing skill. I, you know, I, I saw your computer earlier. You're creating some new graphics, um, so you have some design skills. You, you can shoot and edit video. Um, you can make social media posts, and you know about Facebook advertising and different things. How do you know where to draw the line of, you know, when did it make sense? Because you, you built the before we worked together the, the next iteration of your website. What was it that you knew was something to do in-house versus hire out? I think once you hit the wall of your competence, mm -hmm. <laughs> go as far as you can go with what you're able to do. But then, you know, as the old saying goes, a man's got to know his limitations. Right. <laughs> and once you realize what those are, uh -huh. it's like, okay, I can't do more to our website. I can't write uh, every single line of every single page to be the answer to a question on Google. Uh, it's partly a matter of time and partly just a matter of the technical knowledge of how to get how to rank organically on Google. 
And there's a lot of science, as you know, that goes into that. And um, I knew what I knew, but I was really aware of what I didn't know. And once I got to that point where it's like, okay, I know I can do this, but I don't have a clue how to do that. And all I can tell you is you'll know it when, you're, when, you, when you hit that point, you'll know well, it. Well, I, I, I think it's part of your character though. I mean, you have to be humble enough to say, well, um, this is what I'm really good at and this is where I need help. Um, and so I think that's, that's uh, kudos to you because I've, I've, I've also seen actually a garden center where they had an, in, an, an employee build it and they ruined it. They ruined it. It was, they should have said no, uh, <laughs> but they didn't. Anyways, um, one, one of the pages of your website that I'm super excited about, that's a major pain point that, you know, every, every garden center listening, I know it was when I was working at the garden center that I worked at is during the springtime, people calling and saying, hi, how many, um, how many red roses do you have? Um, do you have any sod? You know, and they, and they want to know before they drive in. Right. Uh, you know, it makes sense that they would want to come, but they have no idea how busy a garden center gets. So one of the pages that I'm super excited about is the inventory page. Right. And Tim and I are going to talk about how they're going to make a video uh, that goes on that page each week, unedited, just a selfie video that'll answer that question. And that, that brings us into our, our next topic of video. And so, Tim, uh, I want to share a clip of you on video because I think you're great. Hi, I'm Tim with Shades of Green Garden Center in Frisco, Texas, with a plant profile about Black-Eyed Susan, Rudbeckia fulgida goldstrom. This is a bright, beautiful, native Texas perennial that thrives in full sun. It's one of the most popular perennials in the United States, and with good reason. Its stunning golden yellow, sort of orange, daisy-like flowers contrast wonderfully against its dark green foliage. It has no serious disease or pest issues, and even rabbits tend to leave it alone. And that's a big plus here in Collin County. So, so Tim, that video looked great, it sounded great, and I bet many of the audience would be, uh, who, who, if you're watching the, the video version of this, you'd be amazed to know that he produced that on his iPhone. And um, with some basic equipment, you can, you can take any smartphone, Android, iPhone, and turn it into a good enough video camera. But there are two key things that you need to do that Tim and I talked about. So Tim, what are those two things? And uh, what are and, and for under a couple hundred dollars, right? You can you can have the equipment needed to do those two things. Well, assuming you know exactly what you're talking about and you have something valuable to say to somebody that would be watching your video, the two biggest rules are a still steady shot, no shaky cam, and audio that you can actually hear that's not sounds like you're screaming or that's not barely uh, audible. And um, I uh, do all the videos that I've shot so far. I've got an iPhone 8. I don't even have the, the newest model. This is, I don't even know, what are we on now? The iPhone 12 is about to come out. This is an iPhone 8. I've shot all the videos I've done for Shades of Green on this camera. And I've got a bad habit of always getting my finger in front of the lens. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this little rig here cost about 20, 25 bucks. And it, it's made to just, you got these little rubber bumpers in it. You put your phone in and tighten it down. You plug in your uh, wireless mic. These are the DeWise mics that I found out about from Jack. These are about what, 40, 45 bucks? Yeah, about 45 bucks. Yeah. And that's actually a wired mic. Yeah, it's wired, um, but it works great. Yeah. And if you don't want to risk not turning something on or 
wireless mics are expensive for one, and then there's so many things that can go wrong. The, yeah, this is, so I love this. You keep it simple. Um, and now your wife actually works with you and she holds this. You could say so you could have somebody else hold it with this, yeah. keep it steady, or it can attach to a yeah. tripod if you're doing it solo, which is what, what like right now, we're, we just have my camera on a tripod. Right, yeah, if you were by yourself, you could mm -hmm. lock this down. It's got so many attachment points. You could turn it any which way. You could screw it into a tripod. It's got these cold shoe mounts that you can add a, a light to it or all other kinds of gear to it. And uh, if I was doing this by myself, I have shot some videos by myself. I set this on a tripod, I lock it down. I s go sit where I'm gonna sit, record some video, come back, make sure it's there and then go from there. So a, a steady, good mm -hmm. frame shot is step one. And step number two is audio that you can hear because the uh, the cameras on these smartphones are fantastic. Right. The microphones are not. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, well, and that's just kind of the nature of. They're made to be held right here. In general. Right. Um, you know, right now we're both wearing a lavalier microphone, and we won't get into how we're editing that. This is a bit more advanced, but for for making a good enough video, right. Um, having a simple uh, lavalier microphone plugged into it. And also the one other thing I wanted to share with you is a selfie video. So uh, when the camera, if you, if you turn it so it points at yourself, um, when it's about arm's distance, it actually sounds really good. If you get more than about two feet away, that's where you've got to use an external microphone. And so I'm going to actually, just so you can see what it sounds like, I'm going to record a video like I would if I worked here during the springtime. Hey, what's up everyone? It's Jack, I'm at Shades of Green and we just got a shipment of, what would be the, a good shipment that people would ask about? Uh, hearty hibiscus. <laughs> We've got this sweet shipment of hearty hibiscus and hey, we only have 50. We're probably gonna sell them all out so you guys gotta come check it out and you can crouch down, show people what you've got. We also have um, hydrangea and we just got um, mulch and whatever, whatever, whatever. We've got all these wonderful things and uh, that's our current inventory. So please don't call um, because that is the inventory. You've just got to come on down to the garden center and see what we've got, right? So, yeah, and that's what we're planning to do this spring on this inventory page that yeah. we're building with your help uh, because uh, again, we're a small family owned garden center and uh, half of our staff is on the landscape right. crew and half of us are on, the, are on the floor. We have so many people here in person on the weekends that there are times where we're ringing up customers at the register and the phone is just ringing and we can't get to it. So we're hoping that yeah. we're gonna shoot this video on the fly, guerrilla style. Love we're it. not gonna edit it. We're no not gonna editing. hook up any mics. It's just gonna be running out there with our, with our phone. We're gonna hit record, pause, start talking, one take, stop recording, throw yeah. it up on Facebook, get it up on our website. And then people will know, oh, this is what's come in and this is what they're gonna have at Shades of Green this weekend. Right. Because we're hoping that that's a great use of video that will help us solve a sales problem, letting as many people know mm -hmm. what's here and what it looks like. And then they can find that out. And, and if we do grab the phone, our outgoing message, if they can't get in, if they can't have someone pick up, they'll hear a recording that says, hey, if you're calling to find out what's here, check out our, our inventory page or go to our Facebook page and see the same video. Yeah, I love that. You know, you can email that page to people. You can mention it in your voicemail. It's really going to be a great asset for you. And people will watch it. I think these videos could even be seven, eight minutes long. I mean, the shorter, the better. And I mean, 
when you get fresh shipments, there might be a, a bit to talk about. A there bit might to show be. People. Yeah, we get lots of product in. But the point is, it doesn't have to be professionally edited. It doesn't right. have to be professionally lit. It doesn't have to be professionally shot. Mm-hmm. And I want to point out, you know, this is a YouTube studio that we're making to do a lot of videos in. This is still under construction. We literally got this wall up like an hour before Jack showed up here today. And, and this is, most garden centers probably have, most landscapers have a little corner uh, room or closet, some piece of prop place on their property where it's, this was just junk. This is where all the stuff got put over the years. And when I, um, came in here there's there were shelves and and old equipment and just clutter everywhere and this is only about uh, 12 feet wide and maybe six feet deep that's not that much square footage and all we did was clean it up and use some recycled fence boards these were actually reclaimed from landscaping jobs we did uh, a little these are led track lights it didn't cost that much at all and they they light up the wall i got a separate track there lighting us up and this really doesn't cost that much money. We haven't spent that much on gear. This just took a little bit of our time. Luckily, it's January, the slowest time of year for the, for the industry. And that would just be my point to people is that you don't, you don't need to spend a fortune and you don't have to be Steven Spielberg or George Lucas to pull off something that could be of real value to your, to your customers. Now I'm rolling on my iPhone and I, I wanted to just show people kind of behind the scenes, like there's literally saws and <laughs> nail guns and drills and hammers and everything like it's it's seriously a work in progress okay my favorite feature is this closet so tell us a little bit about this <clears throat> yeah um this is a closet this room used to be a, a man cave because our garden center operates out of what used to be a house a three-bedroom two-bath house <laughs> and uh this is the uh this is a closet now it used to be the bathroom of the man cave but I didn't want to have to worry about all this when I was framing a shot for our video. So we just got a 12 foot barn door track online and we can just wheel this into place when we want to do a shot. And then if we ever need to access the closet, we just roll this back out of the way. That is awesome. And this is all reclaimed, recycled, reused fence boards. Um, we bought fresh lumber to frame it out, but that's about cool. it. Well, yeah, it's a great use of the space and the material. Well, Tim, thanks so much for the tour of the Shades of Green YouTube studio and all these amazing tips. And for those of you watching, think about who is on your staff that you could potentially promote to be a marketing coordinator. Maybe you have somebody who, like Tim, came to you as seasonal help, um, and now they're, they're on the team and they're coming to you with those ideas of, hey, it's time to update the website, or um, hey, uh, the newsletter should really feature this. And, and ask them if they would consider taking this type of role on. I'll share that my marketing coordinator, the person who is actually editing this video, um, didn't have video editing experience prior to working at Ramblin' Jackson. And it's been amazing to see her grow into, into our marketing coordinator. So it's, I think it's an exciting position for somebody who, who loves marketing and wants to help your company. And uh, having some of these things like your, your email, your print, your social media managed in-house, you're just gonna get some more of that personal and uh, immediate information, like literally what do you have in stock right now, or the photos on the job site, or at the company barbecue. Those are just things that having somebody on your team, they're just, you can't outsource that like you can maybe a website or SEO or 
branding or things like that. So I hope you found some great information in this. Check out our show notes uh, for links to previous podcasts that we've done where I go into greater detail about how to get started with do-it-yourself smartphone video. My name is Jack Jostis, and thanks so much for checking out the uh, Landscaper's Guide to Modern Sales and Marketing podcast. I look forward to seeing you next week. By the way, if you run a garden center or nursery, join us at the 2021 Virtual Retail Summit with the Texas Nursery Landscape Association on Wednesday, January 27th at noon central time for my presentation of an interactive workshop, The Garden Center's Guide to Getting Found Online by New Customers. I'll be sharing new content and it'll be done workshop style. So half of it will be live Q&A where I'll be able to give you feedback on your website and meet with you directly. So check out ramblinjackson.com events to learn more. And I'll look forward to seeing you there.